Hello and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, Stevie and I'm Elle. We're three childhood best friends who'll be discussing everything life has had to throw at us and all the lessons that we've learned in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a nice five-star review. It really helps to boost our ratings for new audience members to find the podcast. You can click follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, girls. Hello. We already get, we're going to give a disclaimer already. Like we are still trying to figure out this sound and tech whilst recording remotely. Um, So yeah, sorry that the sound is uh, still a little bit, Iggledy, piggledy. It's not that bad, but um, subpar. Subpar. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're also not just recording remotely. We're recording at completely different time zones. Poor mm-hmm. Stevie, it's six in the morning. It's ten o'clock for me and Jade. We are so disjointed at the moment, aren't we? It's so funny. Girls, this is dedication. Honestly, I'm not a morning bird, but I am up for the podcast. Like. <laughs> You're staring out the window like you looking for my mum and dad who are about to arrive any minute but <laughs> I'm gonna paint the picture for you Stevie is in beautiful pajamas yeah they're Thanks. stunning very tropical so Stevie. Nice. You know this is the one thing that I actually spend money on and they're so comfy like yeah I don't yeah. blame you mm-hmm. I don't blame you so she's in her tropical pajamas she's stood up with a tea or a coffee and definitely tea definitely, definitely tea. tea at this time otherwise I'd have keeps... to shake or shit myself <laughs> <laughs> oh god whilst looking out of the curtain the window very sketchy so <laughs> that's so what Stevie's funny. doing at the moment <laughs> oh it's brilliant I'm still so jealous Steve of this heat that oh, you've got no. out there I like London is cold it, well it's, oh. it's spring like spring is definitely in the air but it's not quite landed like I went out with a jacket today and I was like oh it's not too bad and then by the time I'd finished rehearsals and come straight out to go to the tube station I was like it's fucking freezing and it's miserable yeah. and it's rainy and this is oh girls I mean it, there's nothing that makes me happier when I'm in a hot country hearing how cold the UK is so um, I'm not gonna lie I'm sorry for your pain, but it also does make me happy. If it makes you feel any better, we had like a monsoon in uh, Singapore yesterday. Honestly, the heavens opened. There was a massive thunderstorm. No one raised an eyebrow. And there's me like, look at the rain. Look at the rain. Where's the sun? (laughs) Have you had any time off? Uh, The Brit abroad. Have you had any time off to to plot around the pool? Is it pool weather? Yeah, you can definitely plot around a pool. Um, I ended up at a pool party the first weekend I was here, which was so bizarre because it's like being in the city of London with a pool in the middle of loads of buildings, um, which was not what I was expecting at all. Um, And then first weekend, because of jet lag, I didn't really do too much. And I think because I've got a bit of time here, I was like, right, I'm not rushing it. Um, But no, I haven't really had any time off. So um, it's just been very busy. Like the people I work with are lovely as well. They're like, let's go out, let's go out. And then you're like, oh, Jesus, like I've done none of the tourist stuff. So that's on my list. Um, And then like Singapore is such a hub to like travel to different places. So everyone's like, don't stay in Singapore. You've got to go. So I'm like, oh God, where do I go? Like, I don't want to make 
I want to make the most of every like opportunity. So um, yeah, I'm scouring the internet for cheap flights to other locations now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no. And you won't stay in one place because we know you, you're going to be away as much as you can, literally discovering everywhere. I'm so jealous. So jealous too. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my god. We definitely need a Stevie's Singapore Diaries episode because I want to hear every story. Girls, Me honestly. Too. Some of the things I honestly feel like I've gone back to university, but I'm just getting paid a salary. It's mad out Amazing. here. It's crazy hey, world. It's like a weird dystopia that doesn't really exist in real life. Well, I'm here oh for that, god. Stevie. Yeah, I am I'm here so for here that. for that. Coming up in this episode, we have held off. We've had a couple of dilemmas. We had about four dilemmas come through that all kind of fit the same tone. So we've picked out a couple of them. We held them off for a little bit. So I hope that they're still relevant and the people that have sent them in still need them resolved. But either way, we're going to discuss it and put our opinions in because, you know, wouldn't be long story short if we didn't do that. (laughs) So uh, today's episode is all about fool me once, more fool you, fool me twice, more fool me. That's what I'm calling it anyway, girls. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I I was trying to think of that saying. Yeah, and I thought, what is it? And then I thought, I'm not even going to try it because I'll get it all confused. (laughs) Yeah, well, when I read through that, I went on on emails and I read through them and I was like, oh, they're really juicy. And then it made me think of that phrase. And then I was like, shit, when's April Fool's Day? So they've literally been sat in the inbox for at least three or four weeks. Uh, So we're we're getting them out now. I hope that they're still relevant to the uh, listener. Uh, But regardless, you know, April Fool's Day is all about playing practical jokes and stuff like that. But when I read these, I was like, there is nothing practical and there is nothing jokes about this. So, oh my God, let's... I can't wait to read them. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, you know what time it is. <laughs> it's a virtual one, remember. Do not hold oh, judgment on this. Here we go. I'm going to count us down. Ready? Yeah. Stevie's word of the week. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Do you know oh what, though? God, when you edit it, it's, it's more in sync than we think it is. Oh, really? Yeah, you, yeah, you edited it, it last or not, week. Oh, believe well, it, it or sounded not, okay. I, yeah, it, but I think it's like, if it sounds out of sync for us, we're probably more likely to be in sync. If we sounded okay, we're all over the place. Who Michael, is the peeping man peeping behind Tom. you? That's <laughs> How Michael. long has his hair got? Actually, now he's come into the room, it doesn't look that long. I thought he had curtains from where I was. Curtains from where I was, he said, she said. His hair is long <sighs> and he sheds it as well. So, my headboard is covered in Michael's going hair like it's a dog. <laughs> I have no idea how to get it out, girls. I've tried everything. I've hoovered it. Oh, I've used a, a mint, a, not a mint roller, a lint roller stick. I've used duct tape. Nothing. Bloody hell. I know. Duct tape. And it's very Jesus. thick <laughs> hair. It's, he has such thick hair and it's all his Jealous. own colour. Like, he doesn't colour his hair. He gets so many comments from other people. Like, Especially in other men, they go like, oh, do you dye your hair? Do you dye your hair, bro? And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, no, it's natural. But his granddad had really thick hair. Anyway, we're now talking about hair. Uh, irrelevant. Let's get back, can we get back to it. Stevie's word of the week. Please, Stevie. <laughs> okay, so this week I can actually say it, and it's a fun one to say. Not necessarily. I'm not even going to give you any clues about the definition. Anyway, Coddy Wample. Oh, mm. Coddy Wample. Coddy Wample, I like that. Coddy Wample. I think it's an item of clothing. A Coddy Wample. Oh. 
you know, like a style, you know, like shoes. You had wallaby shoes, which are all now in fashion. And apparently they're like 300 pounds in Clark's. No. But Cod- but... Yeah, do you remember them? My nan used to wear them. Um, waffle, uh, not waffles, waffles. Uh, wombles. <laughs> wombles? What was they called? Oh my God. What does a womble look like? I'm going to have to Google this quickly. Wallaby, wallaby, wallaby shoes. Oh, wallabies. I just said womble. She didn't wear womble shoes, me nan. But she wore wallabies (laughs) from Clark's. And I went past Clark's the other day. Fuck, yeah. And they're so expensive now. I'm like, shit. Anyway, sorry, Coddy Womple. I think a Coddy Womple. £130. Clark's, are you okay, hun, for a fucking wallaby? Jesus I'm now googling Christ. it to check I've got the right shoe in my head. Yeah, oh, I mean, I desperately want a pair just for the nostalgia, but I am not paying 130 quid for a wallet. They were done. really comfortable as well, though, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I used to happy. love these. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, I think a Coddy Wample is like a style <laughs> of cardigan. She had a Coddy oh, Wample on. Okay. She looked really snug in her Coddy Wample tonight. Can I borrow your Coddy Womple? Oh, my Can God. Can I borrow your Coddy Womple, please? Steve, if this is not the word, I'm going to invent the Coddy Womple. <laughs> I was also going to say, if you Coddy Womple anything, or if you give your Coddy Womple to Jade, you'll never get it back. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, L, I saw your I just today in my wardrobe. You- I saw your wardrobe, your jumper today in my wardrobe, and I was like, what jumper's that? I've not got a NASA jumper. And I was like, that's fucking Ellie's. So at least you know, you've still I, got my San Francisco your, jumper I'm as well. So sorry. That's been <laughs> coming up to three years, surely. I've had Stevie's yeah, jumper for easy. three years in my wardrobe. <laughs> Girls, I'm really sorry. No, Stevie, yours is in a drawer as well. So it actually needs to be fold, uh, washed. I'm so sorry. It needs to be washed. And I put yours on the wash L. Yours got washed. I even sprayed a bit of perfume on it. And then, you know, when I left it, you leave it on your door for so long. And I'm like, take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And then they put it back in my wardrobe because I was like, it's going to get dirty. I don't want the sleeves to get dirty. And that's it. It stayed there. Girls, I promise you will get back. Oh, I've also got your Tupperware. I've got got your Tupperware from my birthday cake. You put the remainder of my birthday cake. Oh, God. Oh, God. I forgot you even had that. Don't worry about it, love. You have it. (laughs) So, yeah, if you do borrow me your Coddy Wombles, you will never get your Coddy Wombles back. You ain't getting them back. Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Right, Coddy Womble. Um, can I reference a phallic item uh, in a Coddy Womble? Maybe. I think a Coddy Womble is. I think it's when men talk about playing with their balls, and then they're like to each other, "Oh, stop talking this Coddy Womble." <laughs> Oh, at least we're not oh, flashing this like week. <laughs> no flashing nipples. Oh, no man. gangrenous penises. This is brilliant. Just a little nice conversation about balls. What did you say? Phallic? Did you say the word phallic? What yeah, is like phallic, phallic item. Phallic is, I think it's penile. Like a pe- oh. like items that are... <laughs> Ellie, I goodness. think so. I think so. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love yeah, that. I'm sure that's what it is. Um, so that's what I'm going for, Steve. Break it to me. Am I right? Am I wrong? Oh, surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, <laughs> you are wrong. So it means to travel in a purposeful manner towards a vague destination. So oh. basically, you keep moving forward, but you don't really know where you're going. Story like, of my, my life. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of fitting, you know. (laughs) Going forward. Who knew? 
Fuck knows where I'm going. Coddy Wumple ahead. Coddy Wumpling through life. Oh, God. I love that. I what do a good too. one. That's really good. to say as well. It Brilliant. is. Well done, Stevie. Thank you for that well word done, of the week. Steve. Let's see the dilemmas that our listeners have got for us today. Okay. Girls, I feel like a fool. I've been dating this guy for just over eight months. We met at a friend's birthday and clicked immediately. We dated for about a month before making it exclusive. In all honesty, I think this guy has the potential for us to go far and I am so into him. However, last week I received a message from a random girl on Facebook, oh God, which basically said that he is her ex and he owes her several hundreds of pounds and that she can't get him to respond to her messages. So she's getting in touch with me to chase. I have confronted him about it and he has said that she is no more than a liar. I don't know what to believe. The messages were so specific. It's left me questioning. Do I ask to meet her to get to the bottom of it once and for all or should I take his word? Oh, money is such an awkward topic as well. Oh, that's so awkward, God. isn't it? So awkward. My God, like, well, oh, God, yeah. Where do you start? Because she's already confronted him and he's just been like, no, she's a liar. It just Which comes adds down to such a depth to it. Yeah, because if he has done it, not only has he had whatever problems he has with money, he's also lied. Which for me, the lies are like an instant no. Um, but I guess it's how you find out. Yeah. Oh my God. This one's, this is hard, but I mean, what's he been like with you with money? Is he always off, off like asking to borrow? Is he always like, I don't know if, is he tight? If you go out on a date, is he tight? Or does he mm. say that he's going to go halves with you and then he doesn't? Oh, people with money though are weird. Like I feel like people can play a bit of a game. So they come across like they're good with money and then like a year down the line, they're not good with money and they're yeah. borrowing from you. So, right. or, oh, oh, what would you do? Would you meet her? Well, it's, I mean, it's just awkward, isn't it? Because you've, you know, you obviously really, like you've said, you're so into him, right? You're not somebody that's going to be made a, like a mockery out of, but so you've like, you've said it to him, but he's just said that she's a liar. Do you know what gets me apart about this is you, you've said that the message was so specific. So she's obviously mm. detailed stuff. Oh, like it, by you, even messaging in means that you, there's trust issues there already because you're questioning whether or not yeah. he is actually telling the truth. I mean, the thing is, is if you do go and meet her, you have to prepare yourself for the worst because yeah. You know, you're potentially going to find out that the person that you're dating, like, obviously, she's going to tell you that he owes her money. Look, but I don't know what you're going to get out of it. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I'd meet her. I'd actually be a little bit frightened. I'd be like, oh, what's she going to do? Yeah. Hold me to ransom until he gets coughs the money up. Oh my god! <laughs> and also, I think that if he said no and you don't have a conversation and you you go and meet her first, then you've got to be prepared even though he might be in the wrong, you've got to be prepared for him to be like, well, you don't trust me. And that's a problem because I mean, it's true, but you know, you're showing him that you don't trust him. So it is, it's very much highlighting an issue, which is absolutely fine because you're well within your rights to do that. But I think you've just got to be prepared 
Like he's going to be defensive. Again, it doesn't matter. You go and find out the information. I'm the same. I wouldn't meet her. I would message, although she sent the screenshots. She's told the details. Actually, no, you didn't mention screenshots. Let's see if you can get more evidence on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, and if he's just like, no, it's not true then she's either, I mean, your options are playing devil's advocate to back this guy up just in case. Yeah. He could be she telling could the truth. Just be, he could be telling the truth. But if she's making these bold, specific, odd claims, then she's one to worry about as well, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, there God. could be, but you don't know, like there's, yeah, you don't know. I mean, six, eight months, it's eight months, you said, yeah. Eight months is not a long time to get to know somebody, regardless. I didn't like, realise really it was don't. quite that long, though. Eight I months is not, I mean, she said, I've been dating the guy for over eight, eight months. months now. Oh, over eight months. I mean, so by this point, potentially nine or ten, because this mm. is an older email. Um, But, you know, you are still getting to know him. So I guess, listen, just show him the messages and just be like, why would she say that? like ask her for more information and just say to her listen unless you give me bulletproof evidence that he owes you money I'm really sorry but you know I'm having to go with my gut and that's like that saying him and then figure out like Stevie said is he is he you know what's he like with you around a pound note like is he somebody that plays fair like do you get to half the bills and stuff and it's just something obviously that you have to keep your eye on or if this is something that's going to actually be like you know what it's it's made me doubt whether or not I trust you like then just end it where it is but it's really difficult isn't it because if you really do like him as well like she also could be potentially an ex-girlfriend who is just very bitter about the whole situation and he's like I'm gonna get in the middle of this yeah so yeah Yeah. also like just giving all the options here he might owe her money but he might be he might be a different person with you. It, look, unless you've given her the money that you owe her back, like you, you've still got some like fucking demons going on in there. But sometimes people's actions to their exes doesn't mean they're always going to act like that to you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I'm trying to, because we don't have solid evidence, I'm really trying to like give him a bit of the benefit of the doubt, but it mm. doesn't sound good. I no. always think like the worst nightmare is getting those messages like, hey, hope you're well. I know you probably don't want to hear from me. <gasps> from but random, and it's like, oh. oh, I remember that feeling. Oh, we've been there, right? When you get a we've message come there. through and you're like, who's this? And you're like, hi, I hope you're well. I just wanted to get in touch. And you're like, oh, fuck here we go here we go honestly my stomach raging god i remember that feeling oh it's horrible it's horrible i yeah like that is not an easy position to be in i am so sorry um get to the bottom of it and also go with your gut go with your gut the podcast (laughs) was politely interrupted by stevie's mum and dad arriving in singapore to her apartment um she's just being ha- waited on hand and foot within the first 10 minutes what's going on Steve I know I've got a cup of tea and everything I knew I invited him for a reason <laughs> <laughs> she's got a big old washing bag ready for her mum to do <laughs> yeah I know oh my god yeah so um but anyway that aside let's get back to the podcast so yes, next too. dilemma Hi, Jade, Stevie and Elle. I've just come across your podcast and I've binged your previous episodes, so I thought I'd email in to see if you had some advice. I love that. I love new listeners. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) She's on it. 
I work in the events sector and have gradually been working my way up the company for the last two years. I do enjoy my job, but over the last few years, I've certainly thought about looking for somewhere new as a manager turned down a request for a pay rise, which I put in before Christmas. As you can imagine, I was annoyed to say the least. A month ago, I went to a conference where I bumped into a rival business owner, someone who my boss despises after a fallout when they were working together. Cut a long story short, as you would say, oh, I love that. <laughs> he offered me a position at the rival company, selling me a dream, as it were, and has followed up not just by email, but phone. It all seems very bold, and I'm tempted to say yes, not least by his charm, but also the financial gain. Am I being taken a fool for and used as a tool in their company wars? What do I do? Oh. See, it's such a weird one. I don't know if you feel like this, Jade, because we're so not in the like corporate business world. I don't know how it works. Like, yeah. does this happen often? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, that, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, as a freelance, um, obviously acting wise is super competitive and stuff like that, but it's not in the same way. I've definitely worked as um as a facilitator doing drama workshops between companies and I I think I always thought that they were like a little bit rival but actually they're not they share their freelancers like in the sense of like if one company needs a uh, cover for some like a position etc like they do reach out to the same people and they do gladly pass over details I'm trying to think if they've oh my god the only place that there was ever competition was <laughs> When I had that mad moment and became an estate agent, I can know. <laughs> Jade, that's like one of the worst industries in terms worst. of competitiveness, yeah. even worst. against your colleagues. Like, Honestly. I like, can't believe you did that, Jade. Girls, on, well, do you know what it You're was? You're too nice. Um, You're too compassionate. Uh, yeah. And too crazy. honest. Yes. This is, <laughs> this is it. I was, this is it. I like went in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I had a credit card that I wanted to pay off. It was only like a grand and a half. And I was like... Of just like facilitation I was brand new to it I was like eight, 18 I was like oh no 19 I was 19 so I, you know it was like a year out from from sixth form anyway I was finding my feet in the acting world but I was like I need something a bit more just for the minute I just need to, to like get some money behind me if I can save some money and be an estate agent for a few months I'll I'll feel you know anyway you know when you just like you're just like I need to earn some money at the minute I think every actor goes through that moment where they go, just need something solid. I need to bring in a decent wage. Anyway, go into the estate agents, bright eyed, bushy tailed, thinking that it's going to be like, you know, sales and we're all earning loads of money. And I was like, quickly batted down to earth to say the least, because I was like, how does the, how do the clients get divvied up because people email in and they'll say hello looking for a flat or a house blah blah blah. this is my price range and then you follow up with a, an email and a, a call you take some details but when you take the details you register it as your person so all the emails used to come to one email address so it was oh a case God. of who got in the office earliest yeah. everybody had a set of keys. For all. <laughs> well I didn't realize and it was just me and two other two three, three other people at the time so, you know, I was getting at the time that I was being paid to get in, which was 8.30, only to realise that everyone else was getting in there at 8, you know, or like 10 to 8 or whatever, like, yeah. and opening up the office. So it got to a point where I was like, they're not leaving me any clients. Like, they're not even being fair about it to be like, I'll take like, you know, they're just literally taking in all of them. So I was coming in wow. and just waiting for someone to email in or following up anyway. 
I was just like, fuck this shit. So I literally lived down the road from the from the estate agents. I was like, why am I not getting up early? So what I'd do is I'd get up at like seven o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, drive down there, barefaced, open the shop up, go through the emails, close the shop up, come home, have me breakfast, get changed, go back down there. Jay, oh, that is Jay. brilliant. And I how to beat the system. <laughs> no, I thought, fuck it. If this is how we're playing, I'll play dirty too. But I just didn't like it. It was not very nice. I used to go and value properties and I was like, I don't know how to value. And they're like, it's fine, just shadow us after a few times and, and then come and value. I remember I valued oh my first my property. God. <laughs> Girls, I've done it like 200 grand under what it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy's face, he looked, he was like, Well, I well, I wasn't expecting that. And then obviously I was there with another estate agent oh, no. just like there to support me because it was my first time doing it <laughs> and uh like I'd done my research and all of that but I was just like yeah like it's not very, it's not great so I undervalued it. honestly <laughs> I wouldn't live here so I'm taking 200 grand off yeah so I'm not yeah not that views a bit shit actually no oh it was it God. was just like young naive Jade I had no idea the nerves got the better of me as well so I was just like uh 400,000 and the other estate agent came in swiftly. She was like, uh, no, it's it's probably more about six. So Jade's training at the minute. And I was like, yeah, you dickhead. You've got me oh. in fucking valuing someone's property. I've only been here for about three weeks. What are you doing? I'm the reason house prices went up. <laughs> because after that traumatic experience, I overvalued everybody's house. And the whole of fucking Rotherhive and Bermondsey has like doubled their profit. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, but that was a, that oh, was competition. That that was the only time I've really had competition like that. I've never really. Oh, and in the estate agents, there was there wasn't. A, oh my god, there was a rival estate agents because every estate agent hates each other's companies. Well, the bosses do anyway. Or you no, know, even the like even the the people like me who like are nobodies that you know just work there doing sales and letters and whatnot. Um. They all hate each other, and there was a rival company that kept trying to pinch out um, uh, a property management, a property manager. Uh, it was a female. Me and Pierce, my cousin Pierce, used to work together. Shout out to Pierce. And there oh, was a rival. Pierce. I didn't realize he worked there as well. Yeah, so that was in a different stage because when I I moved between one to the other because I got so sick of the people at one that I went on to the other. Um, and Pierce obviously worked there, and he got me in there. But uh, there was a rival company actually. Uh, that kept trying to pinch our property manager and then they tried to pinch Pierce and then they tried to pinch me <laughs> and by oh, that point I wasn't even, it was a year later I wasn't even working in the state agents no more the thing so, is though I think that's a really good industry where you can use it to your advantage it's kind of accepted that everyone goes everywhere um I think it's these smaller companies that are the problem because like even in the corporate world that that I'm in like it's kind of accepted if you if you're getting off with better money and your current company can't match it and it's what you want to be doing like yeah go like there's no bad blood what I would say though is you tend to see trends like if a manager goes you'll then have like a, a clause in the contract where they can't take people for six months or whatever um but yeah you don't I don't know it's it's less about maybe it isn't about maybe it's about politics I'm not sure but yeah I think it's these smaller companies the thing is if it's your dream job and they're going to pay you what you want and the person that you are going to work for is agreeable enough like go for it if you think the guy's a dick though don't do it like there must mm. be some like gut feeling here because otherwise you wouldn't have written in um 
but I, I would say don't worry about being a pawn in their game make sure it suits you if it yeah. suits you then go mm. yeah I was going to say it actually doesn't even matter if you are a pawn in their game as long as you get out of it what you need then it's like everyone's quids in apart from the person that you leave or the company that you leave but is there Just, like well, well if, if they want to like keep that, you enough they'll give you more money exactly exactly and in fact if they create a nice little bidding war between the two of them then lovely yeah and also and don't be dis- don't be disappointed if they don't uh try and keep you because sometimes these companies just haven't got the budget for it like yeah you know like higher up their hands are just tied not like making excuses for them but don't doubt your value because they've not counter offered if that makes sense yeah yeah that's true yeah well uh, I, I was just thinking though like in regards to like you know you're saying like these smaller companies like could there no it sounds no it sounds silly actually I've just th- thought about it aloud in my head that I'm thinking would they like if it is like a power you know a power trip that they're trying to play on the, the boss that you currently have it you know they'd have to get you a contract you would have security to that to that degree do you know what I mean it's just um yeah definitely I think it's more about the person you're going to work for and the company. Yeah. Like yeah. like Ellie said, make sure it works for you. Don't worry about everything else. If you like the company, if you like what they're offering you, if you like the role, like what is stopping you? Um, also, how do they know about you? Like, have you, obviously, have you, like in the sense of, are they asking you to come on because they're like, we know that you're really good at your job or we've heard you're really good at your job, or blah, 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 blah. Or is it just like, are they offering you a job just to be a, a prick to the other people? Because in that circumstance, I think you're quite like, they, you know, they're kind of wearing their heart. They're can't, they're, oh, what's the word? They're, they're kind of showing you their cards to that degree. Like, yeah, they're going to get yeah, you yeah. in as a as a power trip to your former boss, uh, you know, and it's like, mm, as, have you got time for that shit? I mean, if you're all up for having a little bit of a bitchy rival situation fine but is there are you going to get backlash from this that is actually going to be really unhelpful but actually no does it matter does it matter does it matter if you're getting more money yeah yeah yeah. I always think in this situation your gut knows what you want to do so your boss has already said no to a pay rise you're a little bit bitter about that were you like you obviously feel like you deserve the pay rise, which I'm sure you do. But in your heart, were you going to go and look for other jobs? Or was it like, oh, I'm really happy with my job. I'm going to have to bite the bullet for however long. Um, yeah. Or were you already like, right, I've updated my CV. I've applied for things. Because I think if you've already decided that you're leaving the company and this has just come along at the right opportunity, then you need to go because no amount of money that the current company gives you will make up for the other things that are not so great. So yeah, yeah. listen to your gut. <laughs> that was a great end. Yeah. Well done, Steve. Listen to your gut. Do you ever get in situations though where your gut just tells you a million different things and doesn't actually give you the answer? Because I feel like my gut tries to mug me off all the time. But listen <laughs> to your gut and it's like, mine is telling me seven different things things and all the wrong answers all the time <laughs> or it's at different people. times of the day <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah all the exactly. circumstances. am i hungry is that just a rumble <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it just so a negative true. answer because i'm starving yeah exactly I... do i just want a fucking cheese toasty or is something actually wrong here 
Oh, girls, don't talk to me about cheese toasties. There is no cheese here. Although I did, that's a lie. There is cheese. I actually found a Marks and Spencer's food court. Could not believe it. I cannot tell you how expensive it is, obviously, because it's all imported. But that is the only place that I've found, like, I've seen cheese. And I was like, do I sell a body part for this cheese? Oh, my God. Do I buy 50 pounds worth of Cathedral City? what sort of things are you eating steve so um it really depends i've tried to stay really authentic um i say authentic they've got like so many different cuisines and it's a huge expat community but like malaysian food thai food um sort of asian food um so you can eat pretty cheap if you go to a hawker center which is basically a food hall with like a plastic table and chairs in the middle so I learned the other day that um there has to be a hawker center um for every so many housing um sort of I don't want to call them estates because they're not really estates in the same way that we know them but building developments yeah. um so there's hawker centers everywhere and the food is amazing you'd probably like in London I'd be it's a bit like a it's a bit like a street market but it's like a permanent mm. setup um so i've had a lot of noodles a lot of rice um i've had some indian like oh the food is amazing but i've put on so much weight and then so just to give you an idea of price like you can eat pretty cheaply there like i'd say about five to seven dollars which is about four to five pounds for a meal which is obviously amazing like coffee guess how much a cup of coffee is here and oh it's good God, oh okay i thought it was going to be expensive um uh one dollar it's 95p which is like so oh cheap God. yeah, yeah. Oh like God. don't get me wrong there's coffee shops which are more expensive but if you go to all the authentic local places it's like 95p I was like oh my god like so I'm gonna drink drink coffee shakes yeah she's honestly yeah I couldn't believe it either they add like sugar to everything so everything you order you have to say less sweet less sweet it is like I I can't believe it the sugar is unbelievable yeah madness interesting yeah but then on the flip side so if you don't go for dinner in a hawker center if you go to a restaurant they've got no like middle of the road restaurants like your ZZ's or your Pizza Express or Nando's they just don't exist so you end up paying between 80 to 100 pounds for like a meal oh that my is, god that is yeah. hawker hawker places what, yeah. what are they called hawker, yes, um, all, the day hawker. All, yeah, all day long all day long exactly I wonder exactly. if hawker house at Surrey Keys was called after that hawker house you know remember where's hawker house Hawker oh, House used yeah. to be what used to be the old pound shop, the Watts store. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. House, I, I don't know it? where the word Hawker Centre comes from, so I'll have to Google it. I don't know if it's like oh. specific to, to Singapore. That's the next word of the week. There you <laughs> go. Oh, I, <laughs> love a bloody, I love a good uh, food court or a street food market. Yeah. That is what I'm sure. Yeah. But then in London, street food markets are like double the price of a normal restaurant. Without the table yeah, service. so expensive, aren't they? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And you get a plastic knife and fork. Yeah. That's, well, so wooden, true. yeah. Yeah, even a wooden Random one, one talking of um, street markets. I went to Victoria Park, this was, like, weeks ago, and got some food. And Becky Hill was there eating as well. 
and I was Becky like, Hill. Oh, yeah, and I was like, that's Becky Hill. And Tom was like, I, I, how can you tell? She's literally from behind. And I was like, I just, I know for someone who's blind and pays very little attention, I've got quite good, like pro, side profile recognition. And then oh, I, this is going to sound terrible. I don't know if I can say this. He was like, she's very, um, I'm going to say casual. And then she turned around and he was like, hang on, that's an off-white t-shirt. And they're like, whatever trainers and anyway she actually had like quite a bougie outfit on but it was like casual let's just casual. say until we saw the names but um yeah she was there and then I was like um I said to oh he'd googled her and then I was like oh I love the song and I was singing the song and was like can you imagine if she she was actually waiting for food at the same stand like if this girl can see and hear us right now you're googling her and I'm singing her song we look so insane. Love that. So yeah, shout out Becky Hill. Go Becky Hill. Yes, I love Becky Hill. I think I love Becky Hill. She's Let me just go. So her. good. She's yeah. Un- oh no, I like, do. I like her. Can't not dance around to her songs. She's great. So I'm true. Ninety percent sure she was at the festival in Vegas when we almost died. Ah, oh god. <laughs> oh god. My Emily's going to that this year. Is she? Like she is. I, I did mean, tell her about your experience, not to scare her, but just to be like, here's like, here's what happened last year. <laughs> I didn't want to taint it, taint it for her, but I was just like, no, like, you'd, I'd never yeah. forgive myself if I'd never t- told her. And she was like, God, it was a bloody nightmare. We had a another scare, and I'd be like, oh my god, I didn't tell you about Stevie. She'd be like, you fucking tell me. So anyway, I told her. <laughs> but yeah. Well, apparently the sun. We went on the Saturday, and I think that's the first day that they've ever done it. So the Sunday was apparently a lot better. We was, I think, just the guinea pigs. So hopefully this year oh, they'll be well on it. The lineup looks amazing as well, but I was like, I just can't do it to myself. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traumatized enough as it is. Here, yeah. Okay, yeah. girls. Well, on that note, finish that phrase. Okay. So. We have a line from a famous film. It's quite a short one. I'm hoping you're going to get it. Are you ready? Ready. Yes. Do we just put our hand up, Hill? I think you just put your hand up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. My mama always said life was like a box, Steve. Fuck. Box of chocolates, Forrest Gump. It is. She's so good at this game. She's very good at this game. I I have to say, Steve, after Challenge Jade, nobody saw this coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised. I'm finally redeeming myself. (laughs) That is. You're so far ahead. So, Stevie, you get. I never watch films and everybody's like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's a running joke that I've never seen anything. So I don't know how I'm doing well on this. Well, so (laughs) So well that you are currently, the leaderboard goes as follows. Jade is sitting at the bottom of the leaderboard with a miserable score of four. Ellie is coming up in second with a score of six. Stevie is in the lead with a big old fucking 10. Oh, lagging behind okay. i love this game okay. well <laughs> thankfully unfortunately for you me and ellie are going head to head next week i'm just writing it down so we don't forget me and ellie are going head to head next week so you have got to find the phrase and i'm praying that i get some points otherwise this is going to be a complete whitewash for me yeah we've got a game in hand steve so we're coming for you <laughs> good luck that's all i can say you're gonna need it <laughs> 
so that brings us to the end of this week's episode don't forget to give us a five-star review and send any questions or dilemmas you've got to long story short podcast 22 at gmail.com head over to our tiktok page long story short pod see what we've been up to and we will be back next tuesday and don't forget no story will ever be short bye ladies Bye. bye